Support for this podcast comes from Magic the Gathering Arena. You know the name. Now play the original strategy card game for free in an immersive digital experience full of explosive action and rewarding challenges. New to Magic? No problem. MTG Arena gives you the tools to become a Magic Master. Learn the basics at your own pace and unlock 15 decks just by playing. Download Magic the Gathering Arena for free on your Mac or PC, available on the Epic Game Store. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. <laughs> hey, I just want to thank you so much for doing this, man. This is this is an absolute honor to uh, get to interview you, man. It's it's pretty badass. R O H. That's champ. awesome. I, actually, when I saw when I saw the uh, the picture, I, I remembered you like so well because when I saw you in that crowd, I said, "This guy looks like Hernandez." You know, like uh, in fact days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I worked him before, and I and, and then from far away, you know, I saw you. Is that Hernandez? That that can't be him. He's <laughs> not here. And then because you're jacked and everything, so you know, I you know, like I I thought that you know, you look you look like him a little bit. Oh well, I appreciate the that. Bandana and everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Juice Pro Wrestling episode 93. He's not human with the ROH World Heavyweight Champion, PCO, the French Frankenstein himself. What's going on, PCO? Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm great. I'm uh, getting ready for Atlanta this weekend. And, uh, uh, yeah, everything's rock and rolling, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm awesome. What about you? Uh, yeah, how are you? I'm doing great, brother. Uh, you know, I have the opportunity to sit here and talk with you, so that that's a hell of a good time. And uh, I'm enjoying a frosted Budweiser, and uh, yeah, we're getting ready to rock and roll, man. It's uh, it's been one hell of a ride this year so far. We uh, we just got through uh, a week ago interviewing uh, Tito Santana, so that was another um, dream come true to talk to a legend, you know. Uh, and, yeah. And yeah. such as yourself, man. But it, it's it's been great, man. It's been a fantastic ride. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, this is uh, 2019 was like unbelievable for me. I mean, this is my best year ever uh, in my whole career. You know, I mean, uh, well, what can I ask more? You know, I mean, as far if you if you you know, you go to the end of the year, you know, uh, and welcoming like 2020 and looking on the past year, I mean, it's uh, such uh, um, there's so many things that happened, like so many titles, uh, 
that I've won, you know, that were important to me. And uh, the six men uh, with Villain Enterprise, the tag team. The Crockett Cup. Uh, on ROH, on NWA, the Crockett Cup. Yeah. The World Heavyweight, the... The the, the 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 only loss that I had against David in Toronto, which was like, you know, a world title match in, in Toronto, Canada, which was like cool too. And uh and then everything that, that went on, you know, like uh, creating new uh videos, new vignettes, uh, being creative every week, you know, yeah. coming out with a video per week. I love the Monday night stuff. PCO. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Monday night PCO Industrial mm-hmm. and then and also, you know, like uh coming up with different uh so to speak, <laughs> to uh to get the the people where it's like double psychology where you have like, okay, you're cheering you're cheering for for your guy and mm-hmm. he's not too many and all that and then he does something and then he's Oh my God! He's gonna <laughs> get up, or he's gonna stay there. And yeah, yeah I, I remember that night where I had a, an electrical mal- malfunction. You know, the the current was was not going right to my brain. You know, something happened. I had a short circuit or something. And uh, my opponent is like, let's say on the left side, I hit the rope on the, on the ropes on the left side, but I don't dive on that guy. I dove on the other side where there was nobody. Yeah, I see that. Uh, that that particular night, instead of having two strips of mattress on the on the floor, it was at Center Stage in Atlanta. Actually, the the way that the it's made, you know, you, you can only fit one strip of of, uh, of mattress. So I'm diving right into the concrete, and I guess <laughs> ended up like being concussed and. Uh, 17 stitches and then i got the referee telling me oh you can't wrestle no more you're bleeding there's too much blood you're not all there and then you can't finish that match and i shoved Todd st Clair and told them to get out of my way that i was going to finish that match and uh and that was you know that made the, that night pretty like historical in any case for myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you know Talk about short circuit. That was that was a great souvenir because I'm at the hospital and then I got that lady who's doing like uh, the doctors doing my stitches mm. and I, I go, uh, it's okay if I shoot a video while you're doing my stitches. Yeah, no, people are scared usually of stitches. I said, oh, I don't want to do a great video. Okay, I'm not gonna film your face. So I have I'm having like the dojo, uh, the, you know, newcomers that are. Mm-hmm. training at the dojo at the ROA dojo they're taking care of me so I'm, I'm asking them okay can you film that and then, and then as she's doing the stitches I go that's a good job good job that's a good job and she freaked out so she, she never seen anything like that and that was like what a what a, what, what a I had so, such a blast I had so much fun that night I bet, man. I love it, and that, that's one of the things I love about you in this whole renaissance. This, uh, the you know, the French Frankenstein, man. It's it's got this. Uh, I'm a big horror buff myself. Um, can you tell us a little bit, like where you drew inspirado from that? Because you got like that, and I know Destro was he was like an old school strongman guy, right? Yeah, he still is. Actually, I I, I would put like uh, 
right now I'd put $10,000 on the table to anyone who can do what he can do. If you can bend a penny and a half or you can bend uh, a spike, if you, let's say you would be able to bend a spike, which I doubt that anyone can bend a spike because even Mark Henry was not capable of bending his, right. one of his spikes. But if ever you would even bend it a little bit, by the time you'd, you you would be doing yours, you had like 30 bends already. <laughs> so that's why I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be afraid to, to put like, you know, 10 grand and say, because he's done it before at the Arnold Classic, where oh, all gosh. the strongest men in the world, they were all there. Mm-hmm. And he challenged anybody that could do what he do, uh, what he's doing. Uh, if, if anyone could beat him at one of his thing, which is, you know, rolling like uh, two fry pans, uh, one on top of each other or, oh, or yeah. bending spikes or that many spikes or that many <laughs> decks of cards or two or three decks of cards on top of each other, whatever, you know, he's, he's still, he's still that strong. Yeah. So he's teaching me and he's reinforcing my hands and he's, and the first thing that he did when he started working out together, he said, you get rid of those straps. I don't want to see those straps ever. Really? I don't want to see straps. You're going to wear, you're going to, you're going to train on fat drips. You're going to train, you know, with your bare hands. And if you can't handle that weight, but, well, you have to work on your grip. You know, you're not going to pull with the straps. You're going to pull with your hands. So that was, that, that was one thing. And then uh, doing all the things that he wanted me to do. And then I had already like a little run on the indie scenes. And sometimes I would say, hey, man, would you mind just holding the camera while I'm shooting a little promo for that federation or that promotion or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, after a few months, he said, uh, well, hey, I think you know, there's something missing in your, uh, you know, just just talking like that and saying like next week or next month or that date. I think, yeah, I'm going to show you how to do some, you know, some feats of strength. You know, I'm gonna, I've been training you for that and now I want you to do some. And so the first thing that I put a lot of time into it was to just uh, rip the deck of cards. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, tough. First, you know, cut the deck and, uh, so when I wrestled uh, Walter at George Jones yep. Spring Break, uh, WrestleMania 34 at the weekend, uh, had a minute chance there. Cut the deck, cut the deck, <laughs> cut the deck. Because we had time to shoot. We had shot three vignettes until I fought with Walter at uh, WrestleMania weekend. So uh, we, I was just PCO, but we were doing like. Uh, Feats of strength, you know, like bending steel bars. Uh, I did the uh, roll of uh, fry pan and I did the cut the deck or something like that. And then, um, and then eventually, oh, I, that when I did the, the that's what I, that's when it all started. Uh, that's the last video I did for Walter. And I'm, I'm getting out of those elbow straps when, when you want to do like, uh, abs, you know, for, uh, for, for the bottom of the stomach, just to reinforce that. So I'm bending my knees up and I'm touching my legs on top of the cage with the squat cage, and but my elbows are into those straps to, to hold me. So I pretty wide, so I get out of those straps and I have problems getting my elbows out and then I'm walking, my back's, you know, like he's seen, my, seen myself uh, backwards. I'm working, walking away from him. 
And he said, hey, come back here, come back here. I just saw something. So what did you see? No, I just saw something. So what is it? He said, man, he said, you walk just like Frankenstein. It's just like, <laughs> I'm looking at you. It's like, I, it feels like you have bearings instead of uh, hips. You know, it's like you're going sideways and it's it's weird walking. And you just remind me of Frankenstein like. I go and say, uh, I always thought that guy was pretty ugly. I never liked him. But if you say that it could be me and it is me, I don't mind. I don't mind being himself, being him, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and then, then I totally embraced that character and, uh, and look where and you we are now. doing like <laughs> videos and yeah, we were getting always every video was getting closer and closer. And eventually I got, a uh, little deal with um, Major League Wrestling yep. uh, with Court Bauer. Mm -hmm. And uh, out of nowhere, you know, they, they started saying that it's French, French Canadian Frankenstein and French Canadian Frankenstein, 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 French Frankenstein and all that. And then <laughs> it, it just kind of just kind of grew from there, you know. It's uh, And then that was all over the place. I became the, the poster boy for all the indie promotion. I was like always many event thing like uh, mini indie shows, uh, maybe three, four times a week. Uh, so it was like uh, fully booked, you know, from that WrestleMania weekend. Uh, from that day on, uh, the, the phone uh, started ringing and never stopped. <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah, I... I uh... I was now I'm 37, so I I've been watching it since I was a little kid. I mean, I remember like you know the Quebecers and your time in ECW and WCW, the you know the early like the TNA days, all that stuff. Um, yeah. But what really uh, caught my attention with uh, the whole the current gimmick, um, the you know the French Frankenstein was I believe what was it? It was an East Coast promotion. They were uh, what was it? What were the, what was their name? They had a lot of dark stuff. They had the guy from Hellraiser. Um, was like their GM. It was uh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, in Pittsburgh, it was uh. Yeah. Black craft. Black craft. Uh, the clothing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black craft wrestling. Black craft wrestling. Mm -hmm. Which are doing, I think, Seth Rollins shirt. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's black craft. Yeah. And that was they, they're into clothing. That was like yeah. the first um exposure I had to this gimmick this character and i was just my mind was blown i'm like wow like for one like how has this never been done before or, or it's a good thing it's never been thought of or been done before you know but uh and the way you pull it off and, and the stuff you do and you know at your age uh i i was just blown away because i remember too when you retired back what like 2010 2011 i think it was yeah yeah and uh 2011 and I remember you even doing stuff like up in uh, with Hannibal and uh, was it the Great uh, White North or Great North Wrestling? That's what, that, yeah, Great North Wrestling. That's that's all. That's all my comeback all started. You know, yeah. Like, uh, I remember you fighting. Eleven. I'm doing a I'm doing a radio show at home in Montreal, and the host goes, uh, "What's going on with you know? We're talking about the past and things like that, and." Uh, I don't know why he asked me to be on his show because I was not, not hot at all. I was not doing anything. You know, I, I had quit the commentary job that I had, like doing TNA for three years mm -hmm. in French in Montreal, which was a great job. And I quit that over like 
now I, I want to be a world champion, so I, I'm going to go back on the road. And so I, I went to England. So my boss, look, I was making like great, super good money. I was working an hour a week, you know, for that. And I was making like as much money as any wrestlers can make almost. I was making more money than I was making when I was wrestling in DNA. Actually, just doing the voiceover for one hour. Yeah. So, so I, I I told this guy after three years, I get in the office and I say I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quit the commentary job. He says why? Because they were happy they had good ratings. I was just making a little show too, you know, on uh, with the other commentator. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was happy and then said why? Because we we're having good uh, ratings and we're doing well. And, well, I say, you know, I always wanted to be a world champion. You know, I didn't want to be a commentator in this business, and I feel that I'm too young to be a commentator. Uh, for my expectation, for the goal that I had when I was 14 years old was to become the next Hulk Hogan. Hell yeah. So he said, he looked, he looked at me like I was kind of crazy. I was 39 at that time. And uh, he said, if you want, you know, you can keep your, you know, I'm, I'm going to put someone else. You go in England, you try to get booked by WWE, you do whatever you have to do. Uh, if it works, it works. If it, it doesn't work, you, know, you have plan B and you can come back here and you'll have your job back. And I say, well, I, I've got another plan B. And he said, what is it? He said, my, my plan B is my plan A. If plan A doesn't work, I go back to plan A again. So I said, uh, it's just hire someone else. I wasn't cocky about it, though. I was right. just like, you know, explaining to him that if plan B wasn't good, that was not going to lead. That was not going to bring me nowhere because plan B was going to show that I don't believe in myself and I don't believe in what I do. And I don't have the confidence that, that I'm going to make it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I called that documentary with Tinny Johnson, burn the ships because you get to that Island and you're in war you burn the ships, you either die on the island or you come back, you know, you, you live there. So that was my mentality. So I, I went to England and I got like maybe two tryouts in WWE. But, you know, the thing with WWE is like if you're like asking for a job, they don't value you as much as if they want you to be with them. Right. So uh, every time you can have the best match or a bad match or whatever match, just the fact that you're there asking for a job, uh, it's just not cool. You know, it's not a, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> I can tell you because I've, 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 there's, there were, there were days that I would show up at noon and I would wait to talk to Vince until 2 a.m. in the morning, oh, and and it was only him left with two bodyguards at one time, and I went to the bodyguards to. Can you just tell Vince that uh, Pierre Calvillet is waiting for him outside? And they went inside and they come back. And, uh, Vince already left, but I know the building in Montreal. That was not in England. That was in Montreal. I know the building. You can't go. It's a dressing room. It's a it's a hockey locker room. There's no exit door. So I said, oh, okay, he left. So I keep on waiting. I wait another 15 minutes. Vince is coming up. So I'm going to Vince. Hey, Vince. And then... Those two big guys, you know, they were like super huge, like six, seven, six, eight, two fifty. They both jumped me by the throat, and then, uh, and then Vince goes, "No, no, 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 guys, no, no, no! I know him. Don't touch him. Don't touch him." And he goes, "Hey, Carl, what can I do for you?" Well, I said, "This, I'd like to come back and work for you again." He says, "Well, you should talk to John Laurinaitis about mm-hmm. that." Or 
Yeah, okay. That's good. That's what I did all day. <laughs> so I was waiting to talk to him and sent me back to John. So that's, in, and then when I quit my job and I went to England and I went and I had to go to Sean and, uh, and then go through Sean, but Sean could talk to Vince and mm. Vince was allowing me a match and I think I worked against Dreamer and yep. we had a good match and then, oh, uh, creative, don't have anything for you. 2003, I had a, a first match. I opened up Raw on the dark, but they wanted to have a good pop. So I had like the whole building chanting my name. Uh, they called me two weeks after. They said, no, Vince is not creative. They don't have anything for you. So, you know, it was like, it was like that, 2003, 2005, uh, the TNA, the ECW, and, it, and nothing was like gluing. Nothing was like, no, uh, the, the cake was not lifting it up. Yeah. And nothing was happening. So 2011, I'm doing that guy's interview and said, well, what's up with the wrestling career? So I felt, well, I've tried everything, you know, like in my mind, it's, there's nothing that I'd, I've sent a, uh, I've sent a FedEx a day for almost a year, six months for sure, maybe a year. And I was creating a new letter every day with different stuff in it, trying to get Vince to, to move and to, to say this guy really wants it, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that didn't. That didn't change anything, you know. It just cost me twenty dollars a day for you know <laughs> the six months that I did it, or the year that I did it, and 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 then when I get jumped by the bodyguards, and then I had to, you know tried so many different things. I went to Puerto Rico, tried to create a new gimmick. We became a champion in Puerto Rico. Send that footage back here. And the states to Vince, and then oh yeah, we yeah we might look at it. Now, okay, we're gonna bring you in, but it was always like one of those oh yeah 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 maybe uh, we'll give you a good chance, and then you know it was always so so. So um, so 2011, I was really down. Like I was like, Oof, what it's gonna take to realize that dream? So I started to. I told the I told the host uh, I think I'm pretty much done. That's the way I said it. I think, no, I said I think I'm pretty much done. Yeah, I, I would say it's over. And and when I said that, it, it it's something that it, it created something where I've been wanting that for all my life so hard that I, I've wanted and wanted. I wanted and I wanted my way and my way and my way. And, you know, like thinking it was going to happen the way that I thought. And when I decided to let go. Uh, and to not think about it for a while. I'm starting to do just like that. I'm, I'm doing like, uh, just open up uh, YouTube channels and I'm, I'm just uh, decide to have like, uh, just totally another branch. You know, I'm having like people that are doing uh, their humorous, you know, I'm trying to yeah. know what was their, a little bit like you're doing with wrestling, but I was doing that with guys that would, were into humor. Yeah, and uh, I, I would have a setup by home, and then I would ask them questions about their career and what was their the way that they you know wherever they were. There was most of the guys that I had they were on the uh, they were coming up. They weren't big names yet, mm -hmm. so uh, but they were they were okay. Some of them were making a living with that, but they weren't big stars. Uh, so, uh, a friend of mine who has a big, uh, website on wrestling says, well, to help you out with your, 
YouTube video, I'm going to put you on my website. You're going to get more viewers. You're going to get more subscribers. So I'm singing my mind. Here I go again with the wrestling. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm going to do that. So from that, I got guys that I'd never met in my life. They, they knock on my door. They called me. They came to my place. They go, no, PCO, no, you don't understand. You're such a big name in pro wrestling. You can't do that shit. You got to do wrestling shit. No, do, do, <laughs> do, uh, talk about wrestling. Talk about your career, you know? Yeah. Talk about wrestling. You're a wrestler. Your, your story is very interesting. Don't do that bullshit. That's going to lead you nowhere. So, so then I'm going to bed and thinking, well, should I give it another, like, you know, I was not so high on commentary and, and this and that. So I'm starting to making like some analyzing a pay-per-view and uh, making my comments after a pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm changing now. You know, I'm back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. So first thing you know, the guy, Great North Wrestling, Hannibal, calls me. said, BCO, I got a match for you. I, I would like to book you on some of the shows in Ontario. So I said, okay, I'm going to go there. So I, I go there and then... Uh, I bristled with that guy and Sid Vicious, who's a good friend of mine, was in that show. Yeah, we've talked to Sid. And, um, yeah, okay. So he was on that show, and uh, I sold the show against that guy who was a strong man called Maximir. Yeah. So uh, totally like chance, all kinds of things. Uh, you still got it, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. So I'm thinking, wow, man, that, that feels good. I, I think I can make it. I can, I can still dream about my, my goal that I had when I was 14. It's still inside. I got filled that flame. So I'm backed up, you know? So like now I'm doing those shows. I do his, I, now I'm getting booked, you know, like in Montreal and Canada, all over the place. Now I got like Michael at the, the, the show where I met you. My Michael Blender called yeah. me up. I never heard of him. He said, I saw you on the uh, Hannibal TV yeah. I would like to bring you in. I just brought uh, Raven in, and uh, he says, I saw your matches and everything. Uh, I want to do that. We'll, we'll call the show. We're not the Mounties. You know, it's something special and everything. And he had just started his promotion. It wasn't that great. So he said, I got two dates for you. He said, I got uh, January 13, or I got uh, April 21. So, you know, I'm always, like, very high on my goal. You know, I had, like, a few years where I was not at all. I let, totally let go of everything. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that the crowd was reacting, that something was going on, and then I could feel like, like they say, that in the UFC match, you know, like, I could smell the blood. Yeah. You know, I knew something was up. Smell the so juice. I started to crank up the thing, you know, so... uh I go, yeah, I was willing to go there. So he says, yeah, I'm going to give you a real good worker. His name is uh, Ethan Page. Yep. So I watched all the Ethan Page match. I didn't know the guy before. So uh, I watched him, and I said, I can have a good match with that guy. So I I, I knew uh, by April I wanted to be in WrestleMania. So I say I'm going to do January 13th. Uh, I didn't think as far as being in shape that the way that I wanted to be in shape, I didn't think I was going to be maybe ready, but I had to take that chance. So uh, I'm going and uh, there's a big snowstorm and my flight's staying on the ground and on the ground and the hours go by and I was like, I'm going to miss that show. I'm going to miss that freaking show. And then eventually we take off and then uh, I get to the building. I've got like 15, 20 minutes to put my boots on. And... uh, quickly talked with, with uh, 
He's in blah, 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 blah. It was all, we'll move, just call it in the ring. We don't have time, blah, blah, blah. So uh ended up having a hell of a match with him, with Paige. And uh George Anoda was there because he, uh, yep. he was on a match before or after me. I don't know. But he was in the stands watching. And uh, Joey, on the way back to the hotel, goes, uh, I'd like to get you on my Janela Spring Break show. Because uh, his partner was Danny Demento. And I don't know because I worked with Danny. Mm-hmm. At one point, I did some show in Lewiston, uh, Maine, and some in Jersey with Danny when he was really heavy. And so I couldn't really remember. He says, Danny knows you. And I told him about you. And you're going to wrestle Walter, big Austrian guy. <laughs> yeah. I, said, who's Wal-? I said, who's Walter? I said, who's Walter? I didn't even know Walter. I said, right. Who's Walter? Yeah, the, the big Austrian guy. You know, like he speaks German. Big, huge. It's going to be a good matchup. <laughs> I said, I'm cool, man. Yeah. So, so I went back home and I'm doing some more Indies. And eventually he called me up. They booked me for Walter, officially booked me against Walter. And, and then he goes, you know, we're... He had a huge buzz last last year for the first spring break. This year they're expecting more, but we're kind of tight on budget, so we can't really fly you there. So you would have to make your own way there. So mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm going to drive there. Thinking it was going to take me like 16, 17 hours. So I'm like, I'm, I'm as like, I'm calling Destro every eight, ten hours. I'm there, but I. I didn't have any GPS. You know, I was not organized for that. The <laughs> GPS now. I got Uber, GPS. I got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and, but uh, I was back on the road, so I had just looked at a map. So I'm going to take the 95. And instead of going left to Florida, I'm going to go right to Louisiana. That should be 25 hours. So that, that's the way I, you know, I kind of watched, uh, checked out the road. Uh, ended up being like 40 hours to get there. And 40 hours to come back. And I didn't sleep because I didn't have time to take a night of sleep because I had to make be there on time for the show. So uh, I, I I slept. I got there at maybe midnight the day before the match. So, uh, so a good night where I could sleep. And uh, the next day I was with Sim Walter. And, uh, and then Walter came up to me. He says, oh, how are you doing? Do I know you? <laughs> he said, yes. We wrestled in Germany together 10 years ago in 2008 at the 16 carat tournament. Oh, cool. <laughs> so there was a little chemistry at least because we knew each other. Yeah. And when he told me, I kind of remembered that match. It was a six-man match at the 16 carat. And I remember seeing that big, tall guy. I was 18 years old and totally fresh and green. Mm. And uh, and then so I said to Walter, I said, maybe, you know, you you were last week the PWG World Heavyweight Champion. You're like everywhere on the indie scenes. You've been working maybe 20 matches just this week. But that one match at midnight or past midnight on the spring break against me, this is our WrestleMania match. This is my WrestleMania match. This is the match of my life. So I want you to know that. So I want you to be, you know, pumped and excited. And we're going to tore the house down. So, uh, so I said, you know, 
looking at me like, is he normal or is he crazy or what? Like he's skeptical a little bit. And then when I told him what I wanted to do during the match, he was going to be crazy. So, you know the story. I got introduced. It was a little bit of a chant of cut the deck, you know, maybe very, very shy chant. Uh, most of the people didn't know who I was. Cold as hell is maybe 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, people have seen so much wrestling. Yeah. But when we started trading, we, we started the regular start, the match start just very regular. And then Walter is known for the chops. So bang, oh, yeah. Chops me, chops me. Eventually, I chopped back, chopped back. We traded, traded, traded. My, my chest turned blue, green, purple. <laughs> my chest is bleeding. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the pictures, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. How dark my chest was. And, and, and I don't feel pain. And I don't feel nothing. And I'm going at it, bang, bang, bang. And then, I don't know. We did like from one corner to the other corner, back to another corner. And and then the crowd started to they stood up and then once they were up, um, making a big comeback on Walter. And then I did the, uh, uh, like a springboard, a split-legged moonsault on the top rope. Then I um, had another move. Uh, he had power bombing to a table. I'm doing a moonsault from the top rope to the outside. Uh, nobody's there to catch me. It's be Walter and a referee. I hit my head on the ground. I cut them with just the, the edge of my my feet. They they go back. We go back into like a couple of falsies. I beat them with the which was my finish at the time. Uh, the the old John Pierre feet cannonball. So one two three. The crowd erupts. Uh, the social media, the internet is on fire. Everybody's talking about PCO. Who's PCO? What's PCO? What are the PCO stories? And then from that night on, uh, it was like getting booked all over the place. Uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Uh, I've, I've done so many podcasts that year. That prime time, Sean Lee. And, yeah. Who? And on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Anyways, I was I was doing I was very busy and uh, and then at the end of the year last year uh, I had like all the companies that wanted to sign me and then uh, and I made the choice to to go with Ring of Honor not last year but at the end of 2018. Right. Yeah, because you spent the last year. Yeah. I mean, and what a damn year for you. I mean, you. I mean, just that story and realizing your dream uh, becoming world champion. Um, I mean, and being a guy who's, you know, you're the, your character is just, it's over like Rover. It's, it's probably one of the most over, uh, gimmicks anywhere. So I, I could imagine, you know, companies like ups, even upstarts like AEW or WWE, of course, wanting you back. Um, I respect that decision. Impact. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah. Impact, uh, MLW, you know, uh, we, yeah. we see them a lot out in Cicero. I've been to several of their shows. I was just at their super fight pay-per-view a couple months ago. Um, you know, the world was your oyster, <laughs> oyster at the at the moment, yeah. you know, and you picked ROH, which is it. ROH has a lot of history, um, and to hold that title, you know, I mean, we're we're talking about a title that not many. I mean, they've had some champions, but it, it ain't like a title where like WWE, where it was, you know, how many guys, how many times a year would that thing change hands? ROH isn't like that, you know. Uh, it, it's yeah. 
it's very, very cool and very awesome. I can't imagine what it is, what it's like to even be in your boots to hold that belt, and especially with the dreams and the aspirations you had to hold the world championship, and and for a major company, you know. And ROH is still yeah. still rocking and killing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, since they've they've owned by uh, Saint Clair, yeah, they own like two hundred and twenty TV syndicate TV stations. And- yep. They got the Honor Club, and uh, we, you know, we sold out the uh, Madison Square Garden in April last year, and uh, we are we are seeing over more than five hundred thousand people per week, uh, and you know, and everything else that gravitate around that, uh, and the lineage of uh, champions that that they had, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guys like CM Pong and Kevin Owens and Samoa uh, Joe, uh, Loki. You know, well, just, yeah, all those guys. Jerry Lynn. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Adam Cole, I think, yep. too, you know. So it's uh, something really, really, because, you know, like Kevin, when he was coming up, we wrestled so many times against each other. We we were like buddies, you know. Yeah. You know, I was older than him. Like, uh, we were good friends because he's probably the same age as uh, 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 Marty's girl and all those guys, you yep. know, he's around 35, 36. You guys are roughly uh, from the same same territory somewhat, yeah, right? Yeah, we're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we work for the IWS a lot. And, yeah. Uh, and then he, he broke in with, with Jacques Rougeau, and I was there at the school, like, when he broke in. and uh, Another legend, Jacques had Rougeau. many matches together and uh, with Sami Zayn as well. I had so many matches with him. And uh, actually, Sami Zayn came up with the pop-up bomb for me against him. Nice. Uh, he came up with the move, but for me, to toss him up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then that became Kevin's finish for a while. And then when I went to TNA, I asked Kevin if I could use this politely, asking if I could, if he, if he wouldn't mind if I used the package ball driver there for my finish. So then I, I used it a few times, and uh, he was all cool about it. And actually, Kevin texted me when when I became champion, and, and he told me that this should have been done last year. Yeah, which which I I totally understand from. A standpoint where you're looking at everything from from the outside, right? But uh, but I think timing was right to be this year. You know, I think uh, uh, it was it was perfect. It was perfect to me. I wouldn't change anything. Oh yeah, uh, every, everything everything happened the right the right way. 
and I'm, I'm happy with everything. And uh, and I'm happy that you know that I'm always in touch with with my friends. You know, some of the good friends like Kevin and some of the guys that I met over the years through the business and. Like Sid, like you know, yeah. he calls like once in a while, or I call him. Sid's good people. I spent and, um, five hours talking to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no joke. Yeah, man, um, I had so much fun with Sid on the road. Oh, I bet, man. I mean, back in the day, I mean, because you you were a part of that WCW tandem. I mean, you and Jock were both there for a hot second, right? Yeah, yeah, for a second. But when we were there, every time that I was with Sid, Jock wasn't with me, right? Uh, I met I met Sid. It was like uh, Jock decided to retire mm-hmm. uh, in '94. That's when Sid came back in WWE at uh, the end of '93 or middle of '93. And then he, he walks. He came straight to me. He said, "I really like your work. I like the way you work and things like that." So uh, I thought that was really cool because I was a big fan of his when his WCW days when he oh when he yeah. Debuted. He uh, was skyscrapers a, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a uh, dangerous Dan Spivey, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Spivey came after as uh, Will and Mercy when I was there yep. in '95. But yep. I didn't have I didn't have the same chemistry with Spivey that I had with Sid. Mm. Me and Sid, we connected right away. We, we were good friends. And um, but but you know, Sid was like the, mostly a top guy, and so I was learning a lot from him. Mm. So. Uh, so, uh, so and then I got the train with a GST George St. Pierre for probably uh, four or five months. Nice. You know, nonstop, almost every day. So uh, I got to know, you know, what it takes to be a champion and the sacrifice and mm-hmm. the discipline. He was way more disciplined than I was at the time. Right. But now that I was going into, like I said, I was smelling the blood. And then I remembered how GST was, and I said, that's how I have got to be in order to achieve what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went to see Destro in 2017, because I knew he was that type of guy too, you know, yeah. to, you know, when, when you spend maybe two and a half years to, to bend your first nail and a half, you need, const- you know, to be constant and you need to be disciplined. And you need to be like, yeah, no matter what, I'm going to do it. So you need to make that decision, just like JF Kennedy said. Like I don't know because I've seen that video not too long ago, and he said, "We're going to the moon." And all the journalists ask him, "How are you going there?" So I don't know. We'll find out. The only thing that I do now, I commit myself that United States of America, we are going to the moon, no matter what. So uh, that. That that uh, thing that's what I said when I came back that I'm going to be a world champion no matter what that was the commitment I didn't know how I didn't know what was going to happen but I knew that's what I wanted to become and uh, Destro was on my way all the past experience you know the GSP the Sid the champions that I had the chance to be around Hulk Hogan that was around him for a while too, because uh, we did a show in Montreal where Shock was wrestling Hulk and yeah. I was wrestling the big show where semi, I was a semi main Shock was the main. Uh, I remember spending a lot of times around Hogan and, and, and watching, you know, his, his mindset and the way that he was approaching things and, and things like that. And, uh, 
Good psychology, yeah. man. So I kind of mold my mold my mindset around the champions that I had the chance to be around. Yeah. And uh, for you know when I was younger, I was not ready to to pay the full price. You know, I was uh, I was uh, more the type of guy at one point. All the way up to when I made it to the WWE, I was pretty dedicated and really uh, focused oriented about becoming a world champion. But when I got signed and then I was, you know, we were going in Europe and there was a a lineup of girls in front of my door. And then it was all new to me, you know? Right. It was like, what is this? You know, (laughs) that's crazy. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) And then, uh, and then, (laughs) yeah, peace out. And I start losing my focus. (laughs) (laughs) Then I should. I really want to be the chef. I want all those girls. Yeah, me. like now, Andre but, used to. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you know, sometimes just partying like all night mm. and getting in the bus the next day just in time. You know, I'm barely getting up and yeah. having a headache and saying, oh, tonight oh. I'm not going out." You know, I'm yeah. staying in. And by the time my match is done, I'm fresh again. I'm saying. Oh, we're good for tonight again. <laughs> and then, you know, I kind of kind of lose my focus. And I, I came up with, like, uh, it was more about the ego and then about the... It was getting to be the champion to get more of the fun, you know? And, yeah. and to be uh, rock and rolling, rock and roll, like, yeah. uh, you know, like rock, uh, rock and roll superstars, you know? That's right. Yeah. Man. That's and, right. And, 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 yeah, and then that... Uh, that for me, that ended up like uh, it was fun, 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 fun until it was like, okay, I got your notice. <laughs> you're not on the next pay per view. <laughs> you, you're, you, you get, you know, mad for almost everything. You got mm-hmm. that, that, those rage. You got those guys like bumping into you. Hey, brother, you know, Montreal, your hometown. I'm going to give you a big blue jack knife. One, two, three. And then you get all wound up, and then you get to the show, and you're telling them, "No, it's not gonna happen like this. Because if it's gonna happen like this, I'm gonna take my bag and I'm going home. And you're gonna wrestle by yourself, brother." <laughs> so uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I just totally changed my my uh, from from you know when I wanted to make it so badly in WWE mm. and WWF. By the time I got there, and I had a little push and. I had a nice undefeated streak and all that, and had a push, and uh, it went up to my head, and then I kind of lost track of what I was doing and uh, lost the focus, and I was not doing this this thing for the right reason, not, but, not for the same. But that's life. And then I'm doing it today. Yeah, and that and that's life, and that's good that you went through that shit and experienced that because I mean you <laughs> use that as a stepping stone to you know you learn from it. And that's that's what makes you yeah. quality people because it, there's a lot of people in the world yeah. that don't learn from their mistakes and that have had similar experiences in all walks of life and entertainment and whatever they do, and you don't learn yeah, from it and well, you just you fall, you know. Yeah, Where, at the beginning, at the beginning, I was like almost like everybody else would do, you know. I was blaming Sean and I was saying that's uh, in Kevin Nash's fault and yeah. Vince is this. He doesn't run his own company. He's getting a <laughs> the runs the company for himself. <laughs> and, and and it was like everybody's fault but except mine. Right. And then and then 
at one point, I don't know what was the the thing that really uh, made me uh, think that I uh, looked at myself in the mirror and, uh, and said, you know, well, I remember what I did. I, I, I took a piece of paper and I decided to take my environment, all the people that were surrounding me or had surrounded surrounded me during the part of my career before I got fired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, let's say I was putting a name of it, not in the wrestling business only, but that was an all kind of life, all over life, you know? Yeah. So let's say some one of my friend's wife that I didn't like, so I would write what I didn't like about her or a certain guy, what I didn't like about him, or Sean, what I hated about him, mm. Kevin, what I hated about him, another guy, another girl, another guy, mm. uh, my mom, my dad, whatever. And then I look at all the uh, the things that I hated about people, and then it kind of, the piece of paper kind of really uh, focused right under my eyes, and it kind of glued to me, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, that's a pretty good image of who I am. And that was the flipping point. That was the real turning point. That was the year 2000. I got released in December 1999. Mm. And I was without a job in, in the year 2000. And that was when I really dove down and in, uh, in, uh, the hard time and the tough time of my life where uh, I really felt like I was really dead inside, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I really had to, uh, you know, to find uh, self-esteem and uh, rebuilt my self-confidence and, 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 and change, change my inside uh, and instead of trying to change the outside world. I have to change the way that I was thinking about myself and the way that I was thinking about others and the way that I was judging others and the way that I was thinking that I was smarter than better than everyone else. And, uh, it was a big, uh, ego trip that I had, that I had just had to kill my big ego that right then. And, uh, it took a lot of courage to do that. And it was, uh, it was a tough time, but looking at it today, that was the best thing that could ever happen to me. That's what, you know, totally, I didn't know at the time what was going to happen, but that really relaunched my career back then, even though it was a slow process mm. because you try to find, you know, how to get better and how to do the things, but it's still, you have habits, you know, you have like, you have a program that that's been installed in you to all those years that it's hard to make those changes. But, you know, uh, so I had like, sometimes I was like on a good, let's say on a good uh, period of time where I was really like trying to make everything happen and make everything happen. And that I thought I was really good. And then I would like, let's say, uh, have a girlfriend and then everything went again, crashing down. And uh, then I felt again that, okay, maybe I wasn't right. And this and that. So I had many setbacks and, uh, uh, tried a lot of things also to come back in the business and uh, it wasn't a uh, success, many failures, but, uh, I, I kept my, uh, I kept my eyes on the, uh, on the goal. And I think that goal that to become the champion now was not about, you know, uh, glorifying my ego, but it was about in order to get there. I really 
got to work on myself. So it became a, a personal development situation. And, and then I started to, to read a lot of books and I started to get inspired by a lot of uh, biography of people that have, you know, made success, like, like guys like Nelson Mandela that were in jail and came out of there and became president and all those guys. And then I got a little bit from everybody. And then uh, the, the George Foreman story where at 23 he was on top of the world. Holly knocked him out on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Then he went through a period of time. Yeah, he went through a period of time where he was so depressed. And mm-hmm. then he did so many weird things until he decided to come back at 38 and became the oldest champion at 45. I remember that, that was another big inspiration. Uh, so I got inspired by a lot of underdog stories like that. And underdog real life movies and things like that. And I started to really start to believe in my, my dream again, you know, built myself. And then I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. I'll do it. I'm making, I'm doing it. I'm adding it. Uh, I, I, I can, I will, I do. Uh, I used to say that to myself, you know, like so many times during the day, you know, I, I, I can, I will, I do. I can, I will, I do, I can, I will, I do, I can, I will, I do, and, and things like that. And, and uh, just trying to, you know, organize my, my mindset. And, uh, and I, yeah, that's it. Those guys, you know, I started doing things, the great note wrestling, and everything started to puzzle together. All the pieces of the puzzle, like, falling in place. The, the Indiana show, the Joey Janela, the Spring Break, the Walter... This, that, Ring of Honor, the World Tag, the, 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 the kids on potting up. Because I had, you know, like reading books sometimes, it's like, if let's say your life is, your goal is trying to, you know, to teach you a lesson, but you don't learn, you don't learn, you don't learn, but but you keep on going, you keep on going. It's like, you're, it's like when you're going to make it, the harder that it was to make it. Mm the bigger the price will be, you know? Yeah. So uh, if I'm looking backwards and uh, I'm looking forwards, it doesn't mean it's going to be that many years, but I think it's going to be a whole lot of money though. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> not, not, not because I want it to be money. It could be a lot of people, no, but you it could know, be a lot of buy rates. Yeah. It could be, it could be a lot of buy rates. It could be a lot of people. It could be a lot of sellouts. It's it because be it's your paper. job and could, your hard work. But that's work. what I'm thinking. Yeah. The payoff is going to be yeah. huge because because I've worked so hard without getting anything. Yeah. Except, you know, knowledge. Because PCO is fucking things. huge. Yeah. But I know. And, yeah, and the payoff is, is there on the other side. And, and winning the title is just the beginning of something that's going to be even 10 times bigger than the world title. Oh yeah, so, I mean, look at your uh, you're at the Montreal. The way I see it. You're on the ice, you know. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're a big hockey fan. Uh, not to cast stereotype, yeah. but I mean, come on, you know, Canada, Montreal, Quebec. Uh, I mean, you know, you got to be a big yeah big hockey course. fan. You know, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you're you're in front of twenty one thousand people. Jeez. They're all hockey fans, and yeah. you you're capable of getting a PCO chant. Yeah, that's I, insane. I, I dare I dare any wrestler to go in a hockey arena. Uh, they couldn't and, hack and it. Try man. to get a, a chant uh, or an ovation as a wrestler. It's it's pretty. It's it's a good feat, you know. It's something pretty unusual, 
And uh, I was, and then, then I made the NHL.com, yeah. which is there's millions and millions of followers. So I got myself in different walks of life. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Other than just a wrestling crowd. Crossing and that's over. The main thing, guys like Hogan and yep. Austin, yep. when they were on top, it wasn't just a wrestling. No, they crossed that over. Knew them. It was everybody that knew them. Everybody at school knew them. Everybody yep. knew who they were, or you could see an Austin shirt or. Hulkamania shirt, almost Look in any rock. store or any gym. Mm-hmm. It was like all over the place. Yeah. So that's now that's the that's the goal now. That's where that's what I'm aiming at. You know, just just really impacting the business. I mean, I, the story could end up right now and be a real nice success story. But I want to I want to push it. You know, in a way where yeah. To the limit. Someone my age, someone of my age, getting over as as uh, I want to get over, and the, the buy races I want to do, and the mm. and um, the sellouts and shit. You want to talk about buy rates? Big time bigness, yeah. PCO, yeah, could you pop, not not to interrupt you, but could I, you imagine you versus Brock Lesnar? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> that would be whatever. Insane. I I I've been saying that today. It's going to be the perfect location with the perfect rivalry and the perfect opponent mm-hmm. and the perfect timing. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know shit about it. Right. right. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Because uh, all my life I've been saying I'm, I'm going to pop a territory. I'm going to pop a territory. Mm-hmm. That's been haunting. That's been, that's been in my mind for so long. And uh, and I know that I will pop the territory. I will pop something, and I know that uh, that I will uh, I will do something like very historical. It is already, but something uh, in terms of numbers too, not just the age, but money numbers. Mm. Uh, something huge, and I know that uh, uh, a movie is gonna come out of that, and uh, a nice book, and, and many books, and many movies. And uh, there's already like a, a real-time um, team uh, production team that that like cameramen and uh, and producers that has they've been following me following me in real uh, time for the last two years. They've been everywhere with me. They've been to Toronto. They've been to Baltimore. Nice. They, they were on the indie scene. Uh, every couple of months, we have like interview. Uh, with the mics, they come in the gym, they film my trainings, they film our trainings, they, they talk to Destro, let's say they would come to Baltimore, they talk to Marty, to uh, Jay Lito, mm-hmm. uh, to my bosses and things like that. So that's going to be a hell of a movie, just that documentary movie. Yeah. It's going to play on theaters. Just this one, the first one, was already we're already working on it. So that's a fact that it's going to be there. But that's going to lead to so many other uh, movies for sure. 
Oh yeah, and that's uh, I mean, and especially what is it? What's the big one? What's the big? Is it TSN? Is that the big uh, network out in Canada? Yeah, TSN. It's across the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, uh, it's like ESPN. It's like ESPN. Right. Yeah, I know. States, I watch uh, TSN in Canada. Me and Threaten both watch a comedy um, called Letter Kenny. Have you ever heard of them? No, I'm not a big uh, TV watcher for the last two, three years. You know, I'm pretty much trying to stay away from. Yeah, TV, radio, and uh, newspapers. Um, yeah. Just uh, focusing on career, 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 career. So I've had my fun. You know, I've uh, I've done a lot of things, and uh, I've, 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 you know, I've had a lot of experience, and uh, I lived a, a good life. And for the last three years, I've uh, decided that it was time to really roll up the sleeves even more, and to uh, to to do things that usually take a lifetime to do, but to realize that in a in a span of time that was a short frame of time, mm. uh, because that's the way it is, you know. And uh, and and then I have so many other plans for for later on. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm never gonna stop working. You know, I don't. You know, wrestling wise. It's not about the years; it's about the achievements. Yeah, so and if you can still do it, I mean, years. you're still it could in, be you're, done in three years. It could right. be done in a year and a half. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, you never know in wrestling. With I mean, the injury thing's always there, no matter you know how tough of some bitch you are. You know, I mean, that's always there. But I mean, yeah. you, you've proven yeah. that. I mean, I see. You know, you watch the videos that you industrial, and that's just like holy shit. You know, I don't know if any of that is gimmicked or what, but. A lot of the the strength shit I know isn't, you know, and I'm watching that. And I'm just like Jesus Christ, so like, it's awesome. But dude, you are super, super beyond like blue collar. Like talking about like just buckling down, working on a freaking goal and achieving it. Like just hearing that story, I've known the story, but even before talking to you, just being a fan um, and witnessing your uh, your path of destruction and achievements. And it's it's super inspiring, you know. It's something that me and Sredden hope to achieve, and what we want to do as far as like media wise. Um, it's, yeah, exactly. It's words can't describe how awesome that is. But you're not doing it with a a freaking machine behind you. You're doing it. The machine is you. The hard work that you were putting yeah, exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. I get up in the morning. I write my ideas down about what I want. You know, like sometimes I'd write five ideas. Sometimes I, I write one idea. Sometimes mm-hmm. I could be inspired. I can have 20. But at the end of the year, maybe five of them will work. Maybe one of them. But it's that one idea that I came up with. It is the idea. Yeah. Who knows, you know? So, and on top of that, once I start doing that, you know, during the day, things are popping up in my mind because I'm, 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 I'm really starting my day focusing on my goal. And then, uh, and then during the day, you know, I always like yeah, a piece of paper beside me. And if something pops up in my mind, I'll just write it down for a video, for a Monday night or for an angle or yeah. for whatever idea. And, and I always like get like crazy ideas. Sometimes it's just like, you know, it's the budget to to produce it. You know, but yeah, we'll find a way to do it. You know, well, Todd Sinclair's there's, got money. There's so you know? much, <laughs> there's so much. Yeah, there's so much coming up. I mean, if people think, you know, uh, where can they go from from where they at PCO and Destro? Where where can they go from there? Well, we can go very far because we haven't even touched like 
It's just the point of the iceberg. We, mm-hmm. No, there's so much thing you can do with the electricity. We haven't used yes. that, that very yeah. much during the shows. Um, and, and guys like Jim Johnson, when they do a song, oh, that's... they're also very creative. And then, yes. and then they shoot. They shoot, they shoot like ideas on the character as well. Cause mm-hmm. he's been working for Vince for 30 years. So he, you know, he's like, well, you know, call it, well, you got something there, you know, uh, you got something in your hands there. So, uh, then I get ideas there, ideas here and there. And then it's just a matter of the right timing just to mention that idea. And then everything's going to pick up, you know, and, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, I'm I'm very I'm, I'm really uh, really positive about the future. Oh yeah, it's it's super bright. I'm glad you brought that up real quick. I just wanted to touch on that because that's another huge thing. Um, you know, since his exit from WWE, which was mind blowing, ridiculous, because this guy's responsible for some of the most, um, if not all of the most uh, memorable WWE entrance theme songs ever. You know, uh, Jim Johnston. To, yeah. do, to do your, yeah. I he left and I didn't know if he was doing anything at all, you know, and it surprised me because I'm like, well, why isn't AEW or somebody like that swoop this guy up? And then he does your theme, yeah. your new theme, and I'm like, holy shit, you know, like mind blown, <laughs> and how perfect for you, you know, and in the last yeah. couple years that you've had, and then to have that too added to it, like holy shit, yeah. man. Yeah, so like I'm saying, like there's so many pieces of puzzle that that I didn't expect. I didn't know how I was gonna get about get around. Like sometimes, you know, if I, I I'm trying to think too much ahead of time. Uh, but if I stay focused on okay, I'm gonna do Friday, Saturday, this tour coming up. Friday's gonna be the most important day of my life. Mm-hmm. Even tomorrow's gonna today's the most important day of my life. Tomorrow, right. Friday, Saturday. But I don't want to look too far ahead. You know, I, I got, like I said, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm building, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, every morning, roll up the sleeve, man. Like you said, just be uh, blue, beyond blue collar, white collar, whatever you can call it. Just, just, you just got to roll those sleeves up and yeah. work your ass out. Out of fucking work, know? yeah. And, and now I'm not waiting for any machine to be behind me. No. Uh, uh, uh Obviously, Ring of Honor is behind me. Yes, but you know, I not I'm not forcing the company, but by being creative and by with coming up with different creative things, uh, they get the sense that I got the business sense. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just uh, picking up a, a paycheck and waiting at home for the next show. Right, I'm doing things, and that's the great so, thing about the climate uh, nowadays. Um, PCO is. You don't need. I, I know what you're saying about the machine. We all know who you're talking about, but uh, you don't need them anymore. <laughs> yeah. You don't need them anymore. You really don't. That's great. Yeah, it hasn't it. been no. like that since like the territory days, or even you know to go back a little bit more recent to uh, you know the WCW, the Monday Night War days. You know, it's uh, yeah. And, and guys who work hard and bust their ass like you and are super creative, you are an asset to a lot of people. And yeah, you you may have the machine there who can pump out a lot of money and give you ridiculous exposure. But there are also other companies to where you can live very, 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 let me accentuate the varies on that comfortably 
without being yeah. signed, you know, yeah. with a paycheck from McMahon. You know, that and that's a great yeah. thing for all you guys in the business nowadays, man. It's so great. It's a great thing. And the other thing about it, I'm think I'm I'm talking about tons of money and things like that. But mm-hmm. I never I was never in it for the money. Of course you want to take care of your family. Of yeah. course you want to have like a car and a house yeah. and things like that. You want to be able to live on something. But I was never in for the money. I mean, if if I want to become a billionaire, it's not even for the billions. I'll mm. probably give it all away. You know, like I don't even care. Mm. It's once again, it's just to reach a goal to, to, uh, you know, I had to give it to my mom, to my dad, to to whatever charity. It's it's just about becoming a better like. Uh, achieving goals basically that's what it is it's just a goal to become uh the best that i could be and uh, it's not to brag about it's not to throw money at people to say i'm better than you it's not an ego thing it's not a power thing it's just to accomplish something and it's to be to to look at myself in in the mirror and say you know what talking to myself i'm proud of you man you've done it you know that's all it is it's not about um millions and billions just just to say i'm a billionaire mm. or you know i've done this or i've done that it's just about being uh with myself uh i had a plan you know at, at, at a certain age never left my my heart never left my subconscious it was always there and i had to find the the way to get there and, to, and the the goal is to get there uh and that's that's the bottom line that's what it is. That's that's what I'm in for. And and signing a big deal with a company and being on the bench and to be not doing anything, that doesn't mean No. I'd rather not being there. No. no. You can give me half a million dollars for four years and to stay home, uh, that won't make me, you know It feels uh, a lot better even, to get the I'll millions. Say no. to I'll get... say no. I'd say yeah. no. Vince would call me tomorrow. Yep. So man, I wanna take you out of uh, our wage. I'd give you a four five-year deal, half a million dollar a year, and I, I wouldn't even take it. I'd do what I do now. Yeah, I'll, I'll make my half a million a you're year earning it, myself. Man. You're earning I it. I, I don't need nobody. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good thing. Uh, uh, to, you know, hey, you every when we're talking about the millions and billions and, and however much money you make, and it's not about the money, and it's not because I, I can, you know, I know and I can hear the passion. It, it's about the hard work, and my whole thing is, in America or in anywhere in the world, really, hard work deserves to be rewarded with good pay. It doesn't matter if you're a guy pounding a hammer, working on the streets, doing whatever you're doing, or being a professional wrestler. If you are that dedicated, yeah, then you deserve every yeah, damn dime. You're, yeah, you're pa- you're passionate. You gotta be passionate about it. If it's what you, if you like to pound an hammer for a living and that you get a thrill out of that and it makes you feel good inside and you're happy doing it. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's going to bring you money. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that say, that's one say that always stayed in my mind. Yeah. What would you do if you, if you had like all the money in the world, what would you do? I, in my, in my case, I said I would be a world champion in professional wrestling. <laughs> I would work my way there to become a world champion in professional wrestling and to break some record and to, accomplish my if i had all the millions that's what i would i i I would do that and it says do it and you'll get you know it's the other way around most of the people say if i would have the money Mm -hmm. i would do that but do that you will have the money 
So it's the other way around. So what would you do if you'd be a millionaire? Well, if you say I would like, you know, I'd, I'd do a radio show, a podcast show, and I'd be a, I'd become a, a great host, you know, and, and I want to be in the wrestling world or I want to be in a rock and roll world. and I want to interview guy. Well, do it. And then it's going to pay off because it's your passion. It's what drives you. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that, that's how I, yeah, that's, that's that, those things always kept in my mind. They always stayed there and they, they, they were like really reinforced in my mindset and they, they kept me going to, uh, thick and thin. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at. That's right, brother. Real recognizes real and PCO. I don't doubt for one second that with all those millions and millions, you wouldn't start a hockey team. Come on, you know, fuck the Calgary, <laughs> fuck the Calgary hitman, you know. <laughs> let's let's bring him yeah. to Montreal, you know. Let's have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, PCO, before we end here, let people know um, where they can find some merch and uh, support you and find you online. Yes, uh, all the t-shirts are there. The uh... The PCO Monster Mania, brand new shirt, PCO Monster Maniac, uh, Feel the Electricity, that's my monster in the back of the shirt. Really super nice shirts. They're on one-hour tee, on Pro Wrestling tee. Uh, just got a new deal with them uh, this week. And uh, I'm going to post a link later on on my uh, – right after um, – uh, I'm finishing with you guys. I'm going to put the link on all my social medias and all my social medias are at PC who's not human, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, PCO, uh, Pierre Carl Wallet on, uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel where you got over a hundred, uh, vignettes of, uh, PCO industrial. So hours and hours of fun. Yes. Once you start watching them, you just skip from one to the other one, to the other one, to the other <laughs> one. And, um, so that's, that's pretty cool. We all we were able to put all of them on the, on my YouTube channel and, um, but, uh, on my three platforms, I will put the link for the, for the merch. We're going to sell tons of merch too. Nice. I want everybody to have a PC shirt. Yeah. Hell yeah. They need to have it. That's our monster. Yeah. <laughs> monster mania, baby. Yeah, that's right, brother. PCO, thank you once again for yeah. coming on the show, brother. It's been one hell of a good time. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime, man. You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.